name of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. So a couple of things to point out this morning, practically speaking. Uh, Christmas Day service is not done by many churches. Uh, most would think Catholic churches, but Lutheran churches do this kind of stuff, um, which is to have a Christmas Day service. And one of the big things about Christmas Day, it's always a thing to have to really consider, is that basically two things. A, readings are going to be very foreign to most people. They aren't little baby Jesus in a manger kind of stuff. It's big things, important things, but most people aren't going to know what to do with those things. Um, as an example, just this week, uh, they were doing that kind of walking on television where you go out and interview people on the streets and of New York kind of thing, and you ask a person, where was Jesus born? And they're talking to people who are probably, you know, 30 or younger, and they couldn't even say Bethlehem. And so a text like this today, I don't even know what they would say, what they would even do with it. B, about today is even tougher because not only are the readings, let alone the hymn we just sang, very foreign. It doesn't even sound like a Christmas carol, but it's one of the most ancient Christmas carols um, that, we've, that we have in the church. There's, old, there's older ones, but this is a pretty good one. Of a lot, Father's love begotten. That is the big struggle today. Everybody was talking about um, this month or this, this holiday season was about Christmas falling on a Sunday. What are you going to do with it? Right? And of course, I've been around the block a few years now as pastor, and I've gone through this. You know, this happened in 2016. It happened again in 2011. But interestingly enough, it will not happen again to meet today on a Sunday to celebrate the day of our Lord's birth until 2033. That's the next time. And so what comes together today may seem a little bit crazy, and people may be a little bit kind of like, well, I know I should go to church on Sunday, but it's also Christmas, and these are the traditions we do, so they're kind of tormented by the law about trying to do the right thing, but it isn't about doing the right thing. It's about coming to receive what the Lord gives of all the gifts that he always promises us, whether on Christmas or any given Sunday. So Christmas on Sunday and the readings for Christmas draw us to take up that single verse today from St. John. And it has a big surprise littered throughout that verse. St. John tells us, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory, as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The birth of Jesus Christ is to surprise us with more than a Merry Christmas. And so there's a surprise of consistency with God that has now become permanent. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. you got to know, dwelt a bit more than just going on a visit for what we do for Christmas celebrations. All right, we all know what that means when we kind of zoom in here, say Merry Christmas, a few presents, a few hours, or a day or two with family, friends, or whatever, and you're gone. This is not the same kind of dwelling with us that we're talking about of God's consistency. You know what I mean? Dwelling actually is the normal way God met with Israel long ago in his sacred tabernacle. Remember, he delivers people from Egypt. They would wander with him in the wilderness, but he'd be there in that tent of glory. But of course, you know, when they finally came to the promised land, David wanted more permanence. The tent really was kind of a, 
almost a shameful thing for David once he had his, his kingdom built that God gave him and he had his own home built. And you know what it says, how he wanted to build God a house. And then God told Nathan the prophet, Go and tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, Would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. So in other words, God was pretty consistent to be with his people, and he did it in a pretty humble way. It wasn't, he wasn't expecting a lot of glory, per se, like David was envisioning, but God allowed that to happen. He allowed Solomon, his son, to build a glorious temple in Jerusalem. But God's presence would not be kept in a stones or works of men's hands. The Lord had already designed a permanent plan to be among humanity. David, that from his offspring a great word was at work in the flesh of his offspring. And so he would say, he, that offspring, shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Wise men came to worship this newborn king, but later at a well, Jesus would say, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. What of Christmas has come with us in Christ, having built his church to tabernacle among us by his word and sacrament? And so I pose that challenge for the whole Christian community, Lutherans, and all people of the world on Christmas. Christ cares about his church. He comes because of his means of grace, as we call them, the gifts that Jesus established to be with his people. There's no other way to be with Jesus. If you want to grasp the baby, then you're going to have to belong to his church and come and receive the gifts he brings. And Jesus did this through his flesh, and he puts it before us now through simple things like water, bread and wine, and the word. And there's also a surprise with Christmas in the origin of the only son, of the Father having a glorious purpose. Now, you all know how this goes. It says, And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. That only of Jesus exceeds the glory of Christmas. He or a uniqueness with God in glory. But my question for you is, what is that glory? Is Christmas, the birth of Jesus, just about he is God of God, light of light? Well, certainly that is true. But what is the real glory? Isaiah saw his glory having a purpose. You heard it today. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. The disciples saw the glory of Jesus given up the Father in his Son. People did not see Christmas. People did see Jesus who would be baptized, who would be that one carrying out the ministry of the word that would go to the cross. It was not Abraham and his son, his only son, but God sending the perfect sacrifice from eternity 
to be crafted in the flesh for the families of the world. St. Paul says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the right God. What of this glory good few from Jesus of forgiveness and life having no end? It's the greatest gift that God gives wrapped up son. There is no greater feeling you're going to have on Christmas with family or with whatever traditions you want to do than what you receive from what Jesus gives. And he gives it to you again. Son, be of good cheer. And he says it by crying in a manger that's made for the cross. Finally, there's a surprise given to Christmas for the incarnate word. Jesus Christ gathers a new people to himself. And this happens because he is full of grace and truth. Full makes for a confession bigger than Christmas. Is that really what it's about? To come along a line with our culture and say, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and then go on and be done with it. As someone told me when I got my hair cut this week, I'm taking my tree down on Christmas. And I said, I'm just putting my tree up like yesterday. You have to understand the confession we have of Christ is a big one. There is nothing lacking with Jesus or all is complete in him as promised and given by the gospel. Our culture feels lacking because it's gone through sickness, it's gone through economic distress, and we're going to keep feeling lacking all the way till we die because we don't get it. Works cannot save. Man will be not justified by how we feel, how life looks. Look upon Jesus and you have life. And you have the riches of heaven given and shed for you. When Moses made new tablets of stone, remember how he had to go back up because the first time it didn't, the law didn't stick? They already had built false idol, right? He went back up and made a new tablets of the law. And Moses also saw this fullness of God that was also right before him. We read in Exodus, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Some have translated those words full of grace in truth to say it this way, to say of Jesus that he is the full gift of the truth. So it's more than just Jesus is gracious and he teaches truthful things. He is the gift of truth. Yesterday, last evening, you saw when the shepherds came to the manger and they glorified God, it says Mary treasured up all these things in her heart because she had to carry the truth of all of God himself and his mighty grace within her own flesh, and look upon him who would be the sacrifice even for Mary on the cross. Hebrews opens with this kind of a confession. You heard it today. We said it during the Advent season. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. What of this newness Jesus Christ has given to his baptized for he is the truth. That's a newness 
that makes Christmas always something special because it calls together a new kind of people. And so that's one of the best things I like about uh, Christmas is because it, it truly is something that's celebrated throughout the whole world. And predominantly with the truth given for us in Jesus Christ, a light that no darkness will overcome. And so remember, we're not going to have another Christmas like this until 2033. You'll have the same text. You might have some other hymns next year, but not like this. And that might be a relief for some. But we do miss the surprise that's here today. And here it is. Sunday remains a witness to our Lord's resurrection. But today we also celebrate his incarnation. Two great miracles confirming the one person Jesus Christ. The crucified Savior is truly God and man for us. The Word become flesh. This makes for a Merry Christmas. I don't know how you want to see it, but just ask St. John. He'll tell you the fullness of that glory. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Amen. The peace of God be with you this Christmas day, kept safe in Christ the child born to die so that we now live through him and for him because of his grace and mercy that does forgive us. Amen. At this time we rise then and make the good